week on the mountain. Yeah, well, one week on spin on top of the FIFA mountain. <laughs> Are we wait? Hold on. <laughs> Hey. Wow. Hey, dude. Daddy reclaimed the throne. It's all right. Wow. Everyone has a rut, man. Shots fired. Well, because it's funny. Pew, you, were, pew. you were talking about mountains, and I'm taking off to Colorado for a little birthday trip next week. So I thought you were talking about that mountain, but you're really just talking about just keeping my seat warm. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I'm, Basically. I'm, I'm, I'm taking back home field advantage. Hey, dog. We got the sticks downstairs. You know, we can get at it. It doesn't take that I'm long here. to push a button. I'm literally here all the time. Yeah. Well, guess what? It feels like I am, too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Welcome, everybody, to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, alongside, as always, Mr. Alex Papa George. We are both a little mentally slow, I will say. We went out to celebrate Alex's birthday last night. Got a little rowdy, to say the least. 29 years young, Jay. 29 years young. It feels like we're 40. Well, you know, some parts of our body, absolutely. If you don't do so, go ahead and follow us on Instagram or Facebook. If you do, you saw some exclusive content of Saturday Night <laughs> at the Wharf. Intermind Me Podcast on Facebook and IG. Emos as always, Jay and Alex at intermindmepodcast.com. Do want to give some shout outs? Question. To, what's up? Jay. What? Can we write that off? Can we write off that expense of a birthday party? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was a business function. I we, think we, so we did too. some work activities. I, you know, I think it should just it be is tax time. It is tax time. It's in our minds. Find here. the loopholes and write it off. I agree. I agree. And IRS, if you're listening to this, we didn't do it. We did not do it. Uh, wanted to shout out some new uh, new countries we got: uh, Switzerland, Ghana, Colombia. I can't remember if I've already announced Colombia or not. Mexico. And the Bahamas. Mexico e Bahamas. The Bahamas. Not far it, from us. I was in the Bahamas last year. About and 90 miles. Bahamas are awesome, man. Every Bahamas time I go down there, I blast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. It's hard to not enjoy. Yeah, it is. It is. What else, Jay? What's on the docket? Here we got some special, special activity, as Jay oh, yeah. said. So some... last week, we had... An interview with Luis Robles. We did. Fantastic we guy. Enjoyed a lot. Great, great guy. This week we have an interview with another Luis. Who's Mr. that? Mr. Luis Argudo. Woo! Who we selected in the expansion draft. And he will be joining us later on in the show. We actually spoke with him a couple days ago uh, as he's getting ready for everything to kick off. Uh, Diego Alonso is now in South Florida. He's in the building. He is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so really, you know, we're going to run through a few things. Of course, we're going to do the interview. Uh, they have a preseason schedule with a couple free games, uh, open to the public. A lot of them are closed, but they do have two open. Uh, we acquired our, uh, technical staff. Seven to be exact. Yep, yep. Uh, we're gonna answer another uh, listener questions. Uh, a couple player signings, or one player signing rather. A couple player uh, rumors people were putting bids out for, and we have the winner of the beer contest or poll. I think it was more so a poll, and from our. Side voting really picked up on the second week. I think people got the message. You got to vote if you want your beer to win. If you don't vote, your beer is not going to win. That's how. That's literally how voting works. Yeah. So, which reminds me, election time's coming around. Get out and vote, people. If you got something to say, do it in the polls. Do we just pivot to a political podcast? No, we're going to pivot it right back. Jay, I will lay down a drumline for you, sir. Will you please tell the listeners who the 2020 inaugural keg will be from Three Kings? We've got that Heron Hefeweizen. Woo! Which will be brewed with something representative of South Florida and the tropics. So we look forward to getting that from Three Kings and bringing it to the game. Uh, and hopefully... We get our keg. Are you hoppy with that selection, Alex? You see what I did there? God, Jay. I'm a dad. That's a dad joke. That that was incredible, man. Yeah? That, you that's like a that? play on words that I can appreciate. All right, buddy. All I right. love it. I'm stoked. Hefeweizen's one of my favorite beers, so 
Uh, come on out. Like we've been saying this whole time, not only I'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast will be at a season opener here, but if you do want to swing by, Jay, myself, and a bunch of other people have already told us that they'd love to come by too. Are going to be brewing, we're going to have some beer around, probably some barbecue and some good times before the game kicks off. Yeah, because I'm down to try that chori pan. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. We have all that food. Oh my God. It's going to be a good time. It is going to be a good time, which is funny enough, is because Jay, we actually on Friday zipped by Old Lockhart Stadium. We did. We did. We were able to, I mean, it's obviously going up. They've got uh, the colored seats in the supporter section. Ton of workers still out there. We did take some pictures. I believe you put those on the gram. I will be putting them on the gram, uh, but we did do a little story action again. That's why you got to follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we dropped the exclusive content. But as we were driving by, Jay and, Ach- Jay and myself actually kicked off an interesting conversation why the heck isn't there any advertising around the city or needless to say around the stadium itself? Yeah, it's strange because they have like the murals and some minimal advertising down in Miami, but there's really none by Lockhart or really throughout South Florida. You would think there'd be a lot more. I don't understand exactly why that is. It would only build hype. There might be something they're not wanting to do. I, I it, it blows my mind. I mean... From my side of the whole thing, and I know everybody listening here has been really anticipating the start of this season, is that you're bringing a professional sports franchise down to a new area, and we are about two months away from kickoff of actually the 2020 regular season here, and I I haven't seen anything. I, I've seen billboards on the past driving by the 95, promoting games at you know a Hard Rock Stadium and things like that. But mm-hmm. even when you do drive by the stadium itself, there's there's not even a sign out on the fence saying this is Inner Miami, you know, coming in 2020 or or March or whatever that may be. I'm I, I'm a little surprised, but I'm kind of curious. What's your opinion on you know why we see a lack of advertising or marketing here? I mean, I don't like want to criticize their marketing department. There might be some reason that's not publicly known of why they're not pushing it, you know, to a, a higher level. I think it would only help. I don't think it, it'll necessarily like hurt, but you could you could grow the hype so much more if you did that. I mean, in the well, I guess here's the issue. So they had what the stadium's eighteen thousand. They they had nine thousand. Season ticket reservations and like that was the max. So maybe they feel because they've basically sold out already. They don't need to to do it. Well, listen, I mean, tickets are going to be sold and, you know, in a perfect world, we'll fill out this stadium, you know, 10 times out of 10, you know, but I don't think the reason for the lack of marketing marketing or advertising should be around the seats getting filled. This this is a new stadium getting brought over here and you have to develop hype because, you know, beyond ticket sales, there's also support around the community that's required and I'm someone to tend to believe that winning solves most problems or things. So if our team comes out and you know starts kicking ass and we start taking home dubs and giving other teams Ls, you know, I'm sure the hype and awareness will evolve and increase around the team, but it seems like a little missed opportunity here as, you know, a franchise getting going to kind of, you know, not take advantage of this hype train that we're on. Exactly. And also, they haven't had, what, Miami Fusion since, you know, 2001. They haven't had the strikers for several years now. Mm-hmm you would think that they'd want to let people know that this void is, is being filled and that soccer's coming back to, to South Florida. Well, listen, when we drove by and we got out and we took, you know, some pictures, we had stopped by, was that about like a few months ago and we kind of saw, you know, not not the building itself. We have seen a lot of advertising, or I'm sorry, um, postings on social about how the building's getting built, actually. But when it was a plot of land, we swung by. So we wanted to kind of keep tabs on the stadium ourselves. But not even a sign out on the fence itself that I could see. Maybe they they want privacy to build and don't want a bunch of people coming out being a distraction, I guess. Well, it was interesting because there were people driving by left and right. And, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. was obviously looking at the giant stadium that's getting created. But it was something that stood out in our minds. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinion and and feedback. And no matter if you're in the Palm Beach area, Broward County, Miami-Dade, whatever that may be. 
Um, if we've just totally missed the boat on this, I'd love to know. But I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts about, you know, how, you know, the advertising and marketing efforts have gone thus far, you know, in this inaugural season here. So send us a message, shoot us an email. Again, intermiamipodcast.com makes it really easy for everybody. We've got some awesome um, listener questions, which we're going to answer at the end of the show. But did kind of want to touch on that a little bit here in my my surprise state, Jay. Yeah, I, well, I will say that the the grounds do look gorgeous. They look beautiful. You know, don't you, get you, me wrong. You've got the actual stadium. You've got, uh, you know, your your offices kind of training center, the, the the big building, and then you've got all the practice field. So it does look like everything is coming together, you know, very very nicely. And and I think it's going to be a beautiful uh, location when all is said and done. Yeah. And just, just for the listeners out there who, you know, like Jay said, maybe you're in Mexico, maybe you're in Ghana, maybe you're in Switzerland, you know, who don't get to see Lockout Stadium. We're going to go ahead and post a few pictures on our Instagram here this week. So you guys can kind of get a feel for where we are in the stadium, um, you know, construction side of it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you you can even go to the inner Miami, website the official website and see like the concept designs as well correct get an idea for what it will look like when it's finished but you can also see you know where it is in its current state with through our social media and i've seen quite a few people in the fan group uh you know sharing photos of it so i I mean everyone's really excited and supporter section looks great uh stadium's gonna be beautiful and um stadium's gonna be beautiful hell of a time it's gonna be a hell of a time love what they're doing again with the long-term vision of obviously you know freedom park being down in miami all things go according to plan and what this stadium of lockguard will eventually turn into um which brings us to a really exciting portion of today's podcast jay indeed indeed the preseason schedule was released there are many events scrimmages uh preseason games that are closed to the public so no one can go there but there are two games that are open and the good news is they're both free semi bad news is requires a little bit of a drive but we're gonna make it we know a lot of people in the supporters groups are gonna make it but there are going to be two free open games in Tampa, I guess actually St. Pete to be more exact. Tampa uh, area. Yeah, Tampa area. It's all kind of the, the same. Uh, the 15th of February and the 22nd of February. So consecutive Saturdays in the middle of February. On the 15th, we're playing against the Philadelphia Union. That's at the 2020 Rowdies Suncoast Invitational at Owling Field in St. Pete. And on the following Saturday, February 22nd, we will be playing the Tampa Bay Rowdies also at Owl Lang Field. Yeah, really looking forward to that. We're recording this podcast on a Sunday, January 19th. We're less than a month away of being able to see some sort of Inter-Miami squad playing. We are less than a month away, which is pretty exciting. I know, like Jay said, you know, myself and Jay will be going up with a small... Small group. I won't give us the credit of saying small army yet, but eventually we will be a small army, and I'm sure all the supporters groups out there are going to bring up probably small armies. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, the exciting thing about these exhibition games is it's not like, um, you know, actual season play where you are only allowed, you know, a certain amount of substitutions, three substitutions. In a lot of these exhibition and preseason games, there's no limit. So they will, a lot of players will be able to see the field, you know, so we'll be able to kind of experience different players get a better idea for what that starting lineup is going to be who would be probably coming off the bench you know the most likely ones to come off the bench and then you know kind of see how some of these younger players we have a ton of young players how they you know play how they perform how they adapt and then we'll be able to get a better more concrete idea of what this squad's going to look like you know march 1st against uh lafc yeah to your point jay i think everybody's just really really excited about What's upcoming here? And like you said, just seeing everybody out on the pitch, getting going, passing the ball around, some goals out there, getting a feel for also the sense of fandom that's going to come and join. Yeah. I mean, listen, it is St. Petersburg. It's a little bit of a drive. You're probably looking at about three to four hours, depending on how fast you want to drive. Be careful on Alligator Alley because I've been caught a few times out there. So do mm-hmm. slow down a little bit. But, you know, I think myself and, you know, Jay are really excited. We're going to be out there, like you said, uh, on February 
15th against the Philadelphia Union for that game out there. Um, I myself cannot make the following game due to a little bit of business travel, but Jay and myself will at least be out there on the 15th. So if you are joining, love, love to sync with you and just shoot us a note, shoot us an email, DM, whatever you want to do. Yep, yep. You know what else I'm really excited about? What's that, Jay? This interview we have with Luis Argudo. Agudo is the man, and that's an understatement, everybody. I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, young, you know, sharp kid. Um, and another one who really is is humble and focused, and has a great mental approach, uh, you know, to the game, which uh, you know I think only helps build a more complete team. Yeah, can't believe the guy is twenty four years old. He's out of Wake Forest in the ACC, coming down from Queens, New York, where he was originally born. And without further ado, let's just get into it. Let's get into it here. Enjoy, right. everybody. What's up, everybody? Today we have a very, very special guest that we're uh, extremely excited to have on. Uh, but we have uh, Mr. Luis Argudo, who interselected in the uh, expansion draft from the Columbus Crew, uh, who just got down here to Miami, uh, settling in nicely and preparing for training camp and preseason. But Luis, welcome to the podcast, man. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to to talk to you guys and, and obviously for you guys to give me some insight on Miami. Absolutely, man. Well, welcome down here to sunny South Florida where the winters are a little bit warmer than probably what you're used to. <laughs> I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've done it all the good and the bad in between. So, uh, you know, you want any uh, pointers or ideas of stuff to do, man, just let us know. Uh, but I guess, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, being from New York and, and playing, uh, you know, for two schools, but, well, we're really excited about Wake Forest because we're both both went to ACC school. So shout out to the ACC. Um, you know, just give the listeners an idea of kind of who you are. Yeah, um, your typical hardworking player. I think uh, if you speak to any of the coaches that, that ever coached me, really, um, I think they'll say that my type of game is someone who doesn't stop. You know, I, I'll always always try to help the team in any way. Um, obviously, I, I take pride in, in the soccer player I am, like the the, te- the technical side and all that. But for me, there's only one thing you can control, and that's your work rate. And, and I think anyone would anyone who's ever watched me play would say that that's probably my number one thing, and, and that's something that uh, I take pride in. Um, so I think for the fans, you know, if I get the chance to play, obviously, they'll see a lot of that, and, and I'm excited to show the, the fans that. Awesome. And I know we were talking a little bit off, um, you know, Mike here before, but sounds like you just got down here to the Fort Lauderdale area. Have you have you synced or met up with any of the guys on the team yet? No, not yet. Uh, one of one of the teammates, actually, Mikey Ambrose, is, is getting in tonight. So um, I'll see him later today. I know uh, Luis Robles and um, Roman Torres are around the area, so I'll probably see them as, as well. But right now I'm just chilling you know, getting settled in a little bit and just relaxing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know everybody's excited here to have you down. And, you know, something that, you know, always kind of drives a little bit of curiosity to me, you know, you've been a professional soccer player here for the last few years. Um, you know, this will, this will obviously be a new team for you here. But what, what, what was kind of the biggest change that you saw in collegiate soccer coming from Wake Forest and moving into the professional ranks? What, what would you say is kind of the biggest change? Because you obviously played at a very high level, you know, being one of the runner-ups to the national championship. Right. Um, I think just the speed of play, really. You know, I, I always credited Wake Forest a lot in, in my development as a as a soccer player, and, and I spoke about it in a lot of interviews that, like you guys said, they're one of the top schools in the country. Um, and I think just being there really prepared me for this for these type of moments. Um, obviously, I'll go back and watch some of the the games, and it's not as high paced as it is as the pro level, but um, that's really about it. You know, the physicality is always going to be there. You always like like Roman Torres, I played against him, right? He's, he's a huge center back. You don't really get those in, in college soccer. So it, it's different. It's definitely different, but, um, I think I've gotten accustomed to it and, and, you know, I have some stuff that I do that helped me to give me the advantage. So, um, I think just the speed of play, really, 
and then I, I obviously you get used to it as as the years go by but like I said Wake Forest is a great school and helped me out a lot for sure cool in in regards to just like the competitive level I mean I always I know everybody that's, that's playing a sport wants to win and that's that's why everyone enjoys sports right that, that's why that's why you play because you're passionate about it but as far as the 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 level of I guess athletic ability that you play in college versus professional soccer where everyone's a great athlete what was that adjustment like like what are the major differences of going from you know college amateur soccer to to professional as far as playing styles or attitude preparation um i think there's some stuff that's different right preparation if you want to make it to the next level you know you need to take care of your body a lot and that's something that i I didn't do much of in college i guess um but now that obviously it's it's what my job is and it's what pays the bills so i'm better at you know rolling out more and and taking more care of my body i think the style of play it all depends on the team you're at right i know some teams like to not kick the ball up and run but that's their style of play you know everyone's different luckily for for me i i got chosen to go to a great team in Columbus crew and, and coach Greg had a, had his own philosophy that, you know, we were never going to kick it up only when we needed to. Um, and for some reason that, that was something that we did in, in at wake two, you know, that we were a team that, that possessed the ball in the opponent's half. We, we never kicked the ball up. So I think it, my game from college translated perfectly to the game that the crew played at least, you know, cause I've only been in one team. Um, but, you know, just, just being confident in something that, that my coach uh, at Wake and, and coach Greg and coach Caleb also, uh, like heart me on and, you know, like just to be confident when I have the ball and, and that's really it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you touched on a pretty mature aspect of professional sports and that's really taking care of your body and, you know, some players, it takes a long time to, you know, realize that other players, you know, don't even come to realize that unfortunately in their career was there a kind of uh uh-oh moment where you kind of realized that you know it was maybe your diet or you know workout routine that you know you needed to tweak a little bit to kind of keep up with you know some of these older older people here i know i know my uh, glory days were before the age of 25 and i know my uh-oh moment so <laughs> did you um, have one of those at all i guess i did uh it was mostly just being like super sore. Um, I remember one time in uh, my first preseason with Columbus, we we played a game and and we didn't perform that well. And we had all played 90. And then Coach Greg made us do sprints after because he was livid on the performance. And I've never cramped in my quads in my life. And then that day, both of them just decided to cramp super bad. Mm. And that's when I was like, you know what? I should probably drink more water, roll out more, sleep more. Um, and then bananas. after that, <laughs> eat some bananas, some oranges. After that day, that's all I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Like I played football in high school, and I was plagued with horrible calf cramps in the middle of the night. I mean, they would wake me. I would jump out of bed, in I mean, absolute pain. And then the next day, it'd be impossible to walk. Like, it, it, and I can only imagine running as much as a soccer player does because there's several breaks throughout the game in football. But uh, I, my my calves feel that when you say that. But um, <laughs> What was uh, what was your first thought when when Inter selected you? Like, what were your emotions, you know, with that selection? Did were, were you watching the expansion draft? Or did you just get a call, or how did that roll out? So I I was watching it, but you know, my agent and I talked a lot about the possibilities of of maybe getting chosen. Um, obviously, you you see the rumors online like weeks before that they're interested in in picking me and um. For me, I, I don't care about the rumors. And until it's said and done, then that's when I'll believe it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, spoke to my agent a lot about, or that day, that morning, I was like, hey, if you would know if something were to come up, right? He said, yeah. Um, then I was watching it, and then they said my name, and I was uh, kind of, like, shocked, really, because, you know, I, I've been in the league for two years. This is my third year, and, and I've never been traded or anything like that, you know? So it was it was very different for me. Um, I was very excited for the new opportunity, right? Uh, a new city to live in, a new fan base to, to have, a, a new coach to like try to impress, you know, that's 
that's what it, that's what it's about. And and the new coach, you know, I, I think it's someone who can help me help my game progress because I'm nowhere near the player I want to be right now. Um, I was watching it, and then every everyone started texting me from old teammates to current teammates to coaches to everyone just congratulating me, and mm-hmm. and then it just happened all pretty fast, really. And you know, I know you say you, you like you weren't really you know buying any of the rumors, or anything like you know kind of sell the rumors by the news, but you knew that that possibility was, was out there, you know, for sure. What yeah. was Miami? Like the, the one, if you were going to be selected, was Miami kind of your, your favorite or were you, you know, kind of indifferent towards Nashville's where, or, you know, whatever, really, were you just, I'm a professional, I'm going to go wherever they want me to, or did you kind of have a preference in your mind from Nashville and Miami? Yeah. Uh, I was indifferent. You know, at the end of the day, I don't think I have a say in it, really. But um, obviously, Miami's Miami. And <laughs> and uh, I would not not only for the city, but just for, I think, with the, the guys they brought in and the guys they have, I think we're going to have a really good core of guys. And, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited to be a, a part of it. You know, I think I think I could help out a lot. And and, you know, just living here and, and obviously me being Hispanic is a huge part of it you know maybe not national with uh you know it being like kind of southern and stuff like that so definitely wanted to come to miami a little more but that's just me being biased because of my heritage and stuff like that that's all right man you can be biased (laughs) (laughs) we all live down here too (laughs) but um but i think it's interesting here because in 2018 you know, you went through the super draft process and, you know, here we are, you know, in 2020, you going through the expansion draft process, you know, can you kind of talk about a little bit more about how kind of your emotions were different in both draft processes? Yeah. So in the 2018 draft, uh, unfortunately I was, you know, paid kind of late, a lot later than I wanted to be right. Um, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be a first rounder. And, and I thought I, I should have been, you know, um, mm-hmm. so just sitting there and watching, I was always happy for everyone that got chosen at the end of the day. I, I can't be upset at anyone cause it's never their, their fault. Right. And we all fight for the same position to be in. Um, and I was really happy for everyone, but obviously, you know, I, I thought I for sure was a, a first rounder, um, whatever things happen and you, you don't get chosen first or second. Um, at the end of the day, you work, you go in and you work hard to get your contract. And that's what I did. I put my head down and, and worked extremely hard. And, um, Craig gave me the opportunity to be, to start my professional career. And, and I ran with it. Um, I think this, this expansion draft was a bit different only because, you know, it's not me being, uh, eager to get chosen, you know, it, it, it was more like, a okay, it could happen. It cannot. um, at the end of the day, I guess I still had a team in Columbus because I was a Columbus group player. Um, but, you know, I was just I, – I guess I was more relaxed, really, just because um, I knew that it could happen, and then I knew I could could stay with Columbus, which was fine with me, right? I, I had a, a great time there and enjoyed everyone that's in the staff and, and the whole organization. And But then I got chosen, so I was like, you know what? This isn't bad either. Definitely, definitely. And what's your 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 mentality or prep or like for the training or maybe a workout that you're doing, kind of preparing for, you know, training camp and the preseason? Right. Uh, I mean, every day we work on something different. You know, I have a bunch of other friends who who are professionals that we train with each other in in New York, and some days we will work on one v ones. Another day, like uh, defending, crossing. You know, everything just to to that emulates your position, you know? Um, and then obviously staying fit is important. You know, you, you go two months without being in season that it could really affect you when you come back. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere near fit as I should be, um, as a lot of players would be, but I think I'll be all right. And, and I'm just excited to get, to get started and just finally play, you know? I just head over to A1A and, and, run on the beach and, and enjoy that scenery. That'll get you, that'll get you fit real quick. Yeah. I can't wait actually. What was there a certain area that this off season you really wanted to kind of tackle and improve? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, 
my positioning on the field, you know. Um, it also depends what position the, the coach wants to play me. I think if I were to play out wide like I was playing at Columbus, I, I definitely wanted to do better at 1v1s. Um, I, I think I'm someone who could play in the pocket and, and, and is able to turn uh, well and, you know, drive at people. But I think if I'm isolated at 1v1, that's it's not my strongest suit. But, you know, that's something that I worked on a lot. Um, Another thing was using my weak foot more, um, getting shots off, crosses, uh, and then just little stuff like reactionary stuff, and mm-hmm. that's about it, really. Definitely, definitely. And what's the interaction been with like you know been with uh, Coach Alonzo so far? I, he supposedly just got here two days ago, so I haven't had much contact. I think mm-hmm. we'll all see him tomorrow because um, we're all going to we're all getting picked up and going to uh the same hotel or something like that um but i'm excited to meet him you know he's obviously a great coach and and has a lot of success in the mm-hmm. in the mexican league and and wherever else he was at but i'm excited to pick his brain a little bit and and uh you know soak up everything he has to say really awesome and yeah for the for the listeners out there this podcast is recorded on thursday january 16th so it seems like everyone's going to sync on uh this coming friday which is cool and you know i gotta ask i mean being a professional athlete i've personally never been able to pull this card but is there some situations you've been out there and you've used the line i'm a, I'm a professional soccer player whether that be with a girl or at the club or something <laughs> no, I, I don't like using that. I think it's a little tacky. Um, I, I, I said. <laughs> Maybe it's I'm just, just that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a little weird, I guess, only because I don't see myself as like a like a public figure or anything like that. You know, I just play soccer. I kick a ball around. I think uh, if I'm out, right, um, I don't really like to give my number out. If a, If I tell that to a girl, then she'll be like, okay, like, can I have your IG? So I'm like, sure. And then they'll see the blue check and then it's like, oh, like, <laughs> then I'm, but I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. go around, right. I, I just like to kick a ball around. That's all I do. If someone asks me what's my job, I say I kick a ball and that's all it is. There you go. Lesson to everybody. Go out and do something and get a blue check. <laughs> be, be humble, I think, is the message he's trying to preach here. You're right. That too. Okay. Um, now, interesting fact. Um, so you owe three passports. United States, Ecuador, and Colombia, you're eligible to play for Ecuador and Colombia on a national level if given the opportunity to do both, but forced to only choose one. And your mom and dad probably won't listen to this, so don't worry about (laughs) offending them. But what would you probably, we'll say probably, so it's not a definite answer for mom and dad, but where would you sway towards? Uh... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a hard one. Obviously, you got to go through the logistics and and the players and all that. I would, if I had to choose, I would probably say Ecuador. I would have to go with Ecuador. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I would love to play for any three. You know, at the end of the day, whoever gives me the the opportunity first is where I'm going and I'm running with it. But I think, I think out of the Colombian Ecuador one, I'd probably say Ecuador. Cool, cool, excellent, man. Well, listen, I mean, we really appreciate the time of you, you know, swinging by and, and joining us on the the pod. It's been great to get to know you. And I'm sure the listeners are going to be very, very pleased. That we're we've been excited for this season for for a long time, and we've been happy to see our our team grow and the players acquired. We're happy to have you on the team. We can't wait to see well, you know what the future holds, and we think we'll be making an impact, you know, to this team at some level. And um, you know, we can't thank you enough. We really appreciate, it, Luis. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Like you said, I'm I'm very excited to see what happens this year. Um, and let's go enter, you know? I'm Absolutely. Excited. Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Vamos Miami. Awesome. Thanks for the time, Luis. We appreciate it here, and we'll talk soon. Of course. Be good, man. Those are the type of people that we want on our team, Jay. Exactly. No, I, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going purely off a talent level or if they're kind of judging when they, they when they acquire these players, kind of the mental level as well. But I mean, so far, I mean, both both Louise and Louise have been just so mentally sound in their approach to the game and continuous improvement, taking care of their bodies, trying to impact the team as much as possible. And both, you know, 
okay with with competing for that that starting role. You know, they're they're not coming in thinking like I'm the starter. You know, they're both coming in like I got to compete. I want to win this. I want the team to be the best it can. If that's with me on the, on the pitch or with me off the pitch, it doesn't matter. And that's the mentality that we need. Couldn't agree more. I think both uh, Luis's and who knows, you know, maybe eventually we'll get someone on the podcast, not named Luis, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but they they have a very similar approach to the game, which I can appreciate. Um, I'm sure everybody out there really enjoyed. Uh, meeting Mr. Uh, Luis Agudo here. He is a new addition to the Inner Miami uh, Herons and a really exciting piece of the puzzle here. He is. He is. And the good news is there's more interviews. We got more interviews. We coming. have more interviews, as Jay said here. We got a few more players lined up for everybody as we get closer and closer to the season. So make sure to stay tuned and join us every week. And again, hit the little subscribe button, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Because once you hit that, every time we drop a new pod, it's going to automatically notify you that a new podcast is released. So go ahead and do that. We have uh, a, a bunch more pl- uh, player interviews lined up here as well as a little bit of a joint podcast with a national shall we call them national cool? podcast cool hooligans or cooligans 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 the, the cooligans the cooligan hooligan squad but some of you may listen to them right now but they reach out to us they 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 kind of obviously understand you know what's going on with inner miami here and they heard a little bit about our show and they will be joining us in the middle of february which is exciting yeah no uh you said pretty much everything that, that needs to be said about that. It's it's cool that, you know, national podcasts are, are kind of realizing what's going on down here. And um, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty like humbling and, and kind of really like it's honorable, I guess, that, well, that people are reaching out to us to, to go more in depth about, you know, South Florida soccer. In, yeah, I don't think it's more or less about what we're doing here. We, we, we always try to be a week of, you know, kind of the voice for everybody of the listeners out there. We, we talk to a ton of people on Instagram and Facebook every single week, which is really cool and really, you know, honestly brings a lot of joy to Jay and I's lives here. And so I think it's a testament to everybody listening to the podcast here, um, contributing, listening on a weekly basis, helping us grow, sending in great, great questions and things like that. And you know, so we just wanted to add a little bit of a sneak peek for what we got in the next it's few gonna weeks. It's going to be a great podcast because they're both comedians as well. So they're comedians that love soccer. So it's going to be a, a pretty rowdy. There's going to be, be a lot rowdy. of laughs. It's going to be a, a good I time for sure. Can't wait for it. And, you know, like I just said, we have a few more player interviews here lined up. So make sure to stay tuned, Jay. And now comes to an interesting, exciting portion of today's podcast. Indeed. So... We mentioned at the very beginning, Mr. Diego Alonso is now in South Florida, and he has assembled quite a bit of a crew to assist him in this inaugural season. It's a squad. Yeah, so we've got a technical staff, uh, seven people he's brought over, few of these guys he's coached with before, so that's great because we know he's got a, a winning track record, so to have those guys still stick with him and come over to here is going to be something great, but why don't you, uh, you know, kind of... Tell the listeners who will be joining Coach Alonzo this season. Yeah, well, like Jay say, we have seven new additions to the coaching staff. Um, the big glaring link between, I'd say, probably about half of which at least, or probably even more to be honest, is the fact that they've worked with Mr. Alonzo in the past. Um, they, they've either played with him as a player, they've coached with him in the past, which is really exciting. Obviously, that goes you know, a little bit more to strengthening your relationships and really the trust between your staff as especially a head coach, which so much of the job is really acting as, you know, CEO of an organization, you know, and really trusting your, you know, coordinators and assistants to help you achieve really a lot of the goals. And, you know, to kind of kick it off here, like Jay said, we have uh, seven new additions on our coaching staff, uh, really an exciting one. Sorry, bud. Didn't want to cut you off there. That's all right. That's all right. That was a Three Kings shout out home brewery. And like we said at the beginning of the pod, catch the Hefeweizen. It's the champion. Yeah, it's going to be uh, delicious per usual. Yes. So to start us off here, we signed Mr. Claudio Arzeno, who is our assistant coach. And like I mentioned, he has a tie with Mr. Alonzo in the past. He worked alongside Alonzo at... 
Pachuca and Monterey, and he is a native Argentinian. Um, moving on to Mauricio Marchetti, who is one of the fitness coaches and assistant coaches. And just like Claudio, he was working with Diego at his pre- previous clubs of uh, Pachuca as well as Monterey as well. Moving on, we have Gustavo Matral, who is a sports scientist. Such an interesting term to me. I love that title. Maybe I should change my title to podcast scientist. (laughs) Go for it, bud. Throw it on your LinkedIn. Put it on the resume and your your hobbies. Yeah, you'll catch that on my LinkedIn. Uh, Moving on, we have Mr. Anthony Poulos, who is the assistant coach. Most recently, he was the head coach of St. Louis FC in the USL. He knows David Beckham, actually, funny enough, uh, from their time over in England before he moved over to Orlando City, but obviously a common trend here. There are links to the team. We're not going out and just getting you know, some players who you know we've heard about or don't have any connections with. These are people who are familiar with each other, which I think is pretty cool. Um, moving on, we have Mr. Albert Rude, who is the assistant coach. He's a Spaniard. He was assistant coach with Alonso at uh, Pacuca. Pa- I'm sorry, Pachuca. Wow. What? I'm gonna put this three kings down too, to be honest, bro. Um, from 2000, like like we said, it was a long birthday celebration last night. Yeah, for sure. You know, but we're dedicated everybody out there, and we popped on the podcast this morning, so I will get back into it. From 2015 to 2018, uh, he was an assistant with Alonzo. He eventually did join him in Monterey, but not as long as the other folks. Um, previously to joining Inter Miami, he was the sports intelligence and performance analysis coordinator. Um, wow, that's another interesting title and position. That we uh, like, like business intelligence in the sports arena. I mean, whatever that is, I that that title sounds like you're important. So I'm yeah, gonna yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, this isn't just the assistant coach of the assistant coach over here. These are sports intelligence individuals moving on to my man sebastian let's see what you did there look at that you got that one right i like that sometimes you read it and you just take it like face value you don't like understand the pronunciation but that was that was good i appreciate it man i'm learning i'm learning i'm I'm here with everybody here but he's actually going to be our goalkeeper coach so uh, obviously, with uh, Drake Hollander signing here officially, he will now have four goalkeepers that he will be uh, coaching mm-hmm. and you know training along the process here. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and tune in to uh, Luis Robles' interview last podcast. Awesome, awesome interview. And I got to be honest, Jay, I'm really excited that he's the one who's going to be kind of leading the charge on a little bit more of a mm-hmm. veteran standpoint. Yep, yep. Um, Sebastian was promoted from the Inner Miami CF Academy, where he was previously the goalkeeper coach. So easy transition there, except a little bit higher of a level. He's Argentinian as well. And he retired in 2017 after playing a lot of years uh, in the soccer. And we move into Brett. Utley, as the last of our coach signings, he's going to be spearheading the video analysis side of things. Uh, He previously was an assistant coach at Rio Grande Valley FC, and he will be taking over the video analysis side of our team thus far. Good job, bud. I'm going to pick back up my three. (laughs) You deserve it, man. We are uh, very happy, I think, to have uh, these seven individuals coming on. You know, you, you, you said it, you know, kind of midway through through all that, that, you know, we're not just going out there and hiring people. Um, you know, it seems that we're building a family. We've had, there are relationships here that are just deeper than, uh, you know, handshakes. So, I, it, you know, La Familia, we say it, man. It, it, it's, it's what it's all about. And uh, we've got a guys that, that we'll be able to mesh and have a great culture, you know, from a, a coaching and technical staff. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, what they do. Yeah, to your point here, and taking almost one step further, now we know that players are down here in South Florida, you know, obviously from uh, Luis's interview here earlier in the podcast, we know that they were all together on Friday, Uh, Diego Alonso is in the building, our staff is assembled, or assembling, and we're ready to kick some ass here in 2020, baby. We are. We are. Camp camp is everything's everything's official now. I have to run through a door, go. dude. Well, Quinn was trying to do that earlier, but yeah. 
outside of that, we do have a new addition to the team. Uh, we mentioned this on the last episode, more of a verbal agreement. We do have an official agreement now for... Who do we have? Mr. Lewis Morgan, who is a winger who most recently has been playing for Celtic uh, in Scotland. Again, we mentioned like Celtic and Rangers are pretty two well-known Scottish teams throughout the world. Uh, he had a hefty 300,000 pounds, not dollars, but pounds transfer free. And if uh, my math and knowledge is correct, that's probably around somewhere between 350 to 400,000 US dollars, I believe. Uh, but we, the, the actual deal, that was just a transfer fee. The actual deal is uh, 520,000 US dollars, a three year deal. So this guy I'm really excited about. Uh, his highlight reel will probably have to uh, put in the, the bio of this description. Awesome video because they're just like the Scottish announcers, just like they're, they're sound so passionate. But this guy, uh, great winger. He is not afraid to shoot from outside the box. And he doesn't, you know, a lot of people that, that, that rip him from outside the box go high or try and curve it. Uh, you know, bend it in or, or, or go over the keeper. This guy, he likes those low balls, those worm burners, as I like to call them. And he's very accurate from deep. So he will literally just, it almost looks like a pass from outside the box. And you're, you, you don't really think it's going to go in. And then he just, it's perfectly placed into the corner. Like it's, it's sneaky. impressive. It's sneaky. The it goalkeeper, is. it's funny. The dude fires in some goals from long distance, but I think the goalkeeper's a little bit taken by surprise. It's not in the air. Yeah. Well, it's tough because, you know, when you're doing it from that deep, you have so many guys in between you. If you're shooting from outside the box, more than likely, your you know, four uh, defensive players are going to be in between you and the player. So you can't always see when the shot's ripped, which is an, a disadvantage to a keeper because you have to react even faster. But this guy, again, just he can place them perfectly from so deep. And the goalkeepers, a lot of times, don't have the reaction speed to, to, to stop that from going in. So, yeah, great addition. Uh, on the wing, and we continue to build out this attack. Yeah, I think Dre, Jay, Jay just dropped some knowledge on everybody. Get this. If it's on the ground, there's players in front of them. If it's in the air, there's no players in front of them. That's why people typically shoot in the air. No, it doesn't matter. It's about your, your vision being blocked. It's about the goalkeeper's vision being blocked. But yes, it has been a long, a long night. Maybe that was my John Madden moment, you know. <laughs> if you don't get the if you don't get the football into the end zone, you're not going to score a touchdown. I, I guess. guess shoot or shoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's official. Welcome to the squad. We that's the one area we need to, to continue to build out is that attack and the uh, you know outside We're play. We're young up front. We're we, young up front. We are, but we have you know how, how many defenders do we have now? A About lot. nine nine defenders, seven midfielders. Uh, you know, our attack, our fours, we only have four in, in you know, I guess now five. Um, but I like this addition. We, again, still have our two DP spots. And we have some rumors that we're going after uh, this guy, Augustin Almendra, who plays for Boca Juniors. We have spoken about Boca Juniors in the past. Boca Juniors and River Plate are consistently the two best clubs um, out of Argentina. This guy's 19 years old. He's valued at 10.8 million pounds right now. Again, that's probably closer to like 11 or 12 uh, million US dollars, maybe even a little more than that, at 19 years old. That's crazy. Your math is impeccable. 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 You said impeccable. Okay. Man, we're struggling. Uh, <laughs> this guy would, if, if we can, there's a few teams vying for this, for this guy. If we can secure them, secure him, that'd be great. Now, he's an expensive player, so that means we're going to have to use a DP uh, spot on him. If we did not already have Mateus Pellegrini as our young designated player, we would most certainly put Augustin in that uh, in that mm -hmm. role. Mm -hmm. But he might be just taking one of our DP spots, leaving another one for big name. Hopefully, like again, uh, David Silva. Everything seems to be lining up. Mm -hmm. But uh, pretty solid young midfielder. Mm -hmm. Great play. Will be here for the long haul. It's all about longevity. Uh, outside of that, other rumor is uh, Nicolas uh, Fagal, who plays for Independiente in, in Argentina. Uh, he's a defender. 
you know, um, if they can get a good deal on them, great. I think we probably don't, you know, we need to focus on other areas. We Defense seems to be very stacked right now. Uh, but that's really, you know, the, the, I guess, recent rumor news that we have going on. Um, so, you know, that's where we are right now up to, uh, up to date. Well, like Jay said, I think that we got to add to our attack here, but I think our defense is stout. Midfield is obviously filling in here, but we still have a couple pieces to put together on the pie, which brings me to our listener question of the day. Jay and Alex. <laughs> See that? That's suspense right there, dude. Or it was just... My man, my mind blanked. But <laughs> who are you guys most excited to see and why? Oh, really man. straightforward question. Um, right now with the current roster, who are we most excited to see and why? Jay, why don't you kick us off? Man, last night was fun, bud. I'll tell it you what. It was real We're fun, really man. struggling, we but it was. Back to our early 20s on that. Yeah, yeah. I felt old as hell. Well, um, you looked at me one time and you are like, Dude, I don't miss this. <laughs> yeah, it was the. We went to the wharf and it was absolutely. That's a big, big. It was place. bumping though. That place was absolutely slammed. It was a, a freaking zoo. Uh, after dinner of drinking, we then went to proceed to Casa Amigos after Casa Amigos after Casa Amigos. Um, gosh, all right, moving on. Trying to focus here. Who am I most excited about? Oh, I got to stay true to one of our day ones. I'm really excited to see Mr. Christian McCoon, the beast himself. Wow. Very stout defender. You know, I think a lot of people are probably really excited to see Julian Carranza, Mateus Pellegrini, but I think that's pretty given. So I want to go outside the box. And you know me, I've been, I've been high on this guy. And I'm talking about our boy, Jerome Kiesewetter. I have this, I don't know, I guess. Well, how many players, it was, who's your most... It's one player. That's two. How many people are you listing? No, that's two. Oh, it's just one player? I thought we were doing three. Oh, no, okay. You get one and I get one. You don't get oh. two and I get zero. You know what? We're going to change it. We're going to go with three. Okay? All right. Let's do I three. I think, I don't know. I Maybe it's because like, I really like Julian Green, but I like these these German, uh, you know, American guys that, that can come over uh, and ball out. Um, I know Christian Pulisic wasn't, you know, quote unquote German, but he was an American that, that played in Germany. So I, I, for some reason, I have a good feeling about Jerome Kiesewetter. Uh, but besides that, I mean, who would my third one be? You know what? Probably Lewis Morgan, actually. After watching these highlights, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% down with this guy on the squad. Uh, so I would say, yeah, Christian McCone, uh, Jerome Kiesewetter, and then Lewis Morgan. Now, who are you most excited about? And if you just want to do one, you can. If you want to step your game up and do three, feel free. You better watch your mouth or I might pull out four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think first and foremost, my player that I'm most excited to see out on the pitch is Mr. Lee Wynn, the ninja himself. Dude, I might rock a rock like one of those like headband should ties. We, should we dress up as ninjas from day one? That would be a fun thing to do as fans is everyone's rocking a headband. We might take the, the mascot like job like that immediately would be dope. though. That would like, be dope. I, I like that idea. But beyond his awesome nickname that we deemed him the ninja lee win um i'm stoked to see this guy on the pitch because dude dances around like a ballerina in a good way he's a magician out there uh, i really think that beyond his um experience not just being just an awesome player in general but he's also a leader and yeah. You know, we talked to a couple players off mic here, and I think a lot of people have been saying that like they're excited to play with this guy, not just from what he can do on the field, but also on a standpoint of you know bringing the team together. So I would say he is definitely number one. We um, got some strong mentors on this team. Absolutely, which is funny enough because when we started out in this process, I think a lot of people's concerns, and especially one of ours, was kind of the the I'm not going to say immature, but just younger players yeah, out there yeah. that didn't have the experience under the belt. And I think. Once we got a few of these players and him being one, you know, Lee being one, got really excited about him from many dis different aspects and components of the whole ecosystem of the team succeeding. So definitely win number one. Number two, I would definitely have to say is uh, Roman Torres. Mm. I cannot wait to see him out there. And I know uh, Christian was your top choice to go ahead and Those see Those two on the, on, the, on, the, on the internal 
it, defense, like that's going to be scary. They're beasts. It's scary. And I think seeing him out there from everything that I've heard about him and, and, and done our research on sounds like he's just like a cyborg out there or like yeah. a predator that's just writing a strike. So really excited to see him out on the pitch. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition to the team. And last but not least... David Norman Jr. Our boy. My man, David. We've been hyping David up since like day one. David is the man. I can't wait to see him out there for no other reason since he's been our boy since day one. Yeah. And that's going to round out my top three. That's obviously subject to change as a few more additions, I'm sure, will be added to the team as well as uh, we still have a few vacant DP spots. We think that obviously one may be filled here, you know, rather uh, soon, but that still leaves one remaining. Yeah, and I've said this again. A lot of the the, the big name players, they're not going to be available until June. So, you know, we're going to have to play a couple months without them. And honestly... I'm I'm comfortable with the squad we're building. If we can get a, a, a pretty nice, you know, even if we get, uh, you know, Augustine or a, another decent DP, I'd be okay with even holding on to that last spot until June because I think that this team can hold their own uh, up to that point, and then they'll just be reinforced, uh, you know, with, with a stud, and it'll really help, you know, launch us into the playoffs in a, in a potential, dare I say, title run. Okay. I mean, it's very possible, and we've seen it. The blueprints out there. We've seen a few teams, you know, in the past, even recent years, achieve the goal that we're trying to set out to achieve. So, it's definitely possible. And you know, like Jay said, and even to go back to you know an earlier topic of the lack of you know kind of advertising or, or awareness that we're seeing, you know, around the Tri-County area, you know, Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, you know, winning solves everything. Mm -hmm. And if the team just comes out and just starts rolling over teams and pulling in and inching out those victories that really depend your season going, you know, above 500 or below 500 and pulling out those W's and getting into the playoffs and setting that as, you know, a realistic first goal here in the first season is to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think that the whole community around the South Florida area is just going it, it, to, it's just going to, it's just going to gravitate to the team at an, or at a rate that I don't think that we can even imagine right now. A hundred percent agree. I don't think it's going to be hard at all to overthrow the Marlins and the Dolphins as <laughs> you know, the, the teams of Miami. I know that the, Leave heat, Mike out the heat has been, you know, fighting on their own this season, but uh, it wouldn't take much. You get a playoff contender. You get some big names. Uh, you get that hype going in South Florida. We'll get behind it. Uh, well, I think that's the beauty is not just acquiring big names. And once this season gets going, someone dominating out there in the MLS and bringing that big name to himself. Yeah. No, I mean, 100%. There is, we're in a great position. We're in a great part of the country with a lot of support for this game. A great market. Uh, a great place for players to want to come. Like we, we have an opportunity. It seems like we're on the right track to really capitalize on everything. Uh, but this is going to be really, really exciting to see. Yes. And like we have, we've been with you every step of the road and we plan to be there every step of the road, whether that be the preseason, whether that be talking about player and coach signings, whether that be the regular season kitchen kicking off here in March. And <sighs> It's coming. It's effect. coming so fast. We live in the age where we want it now, now, now. Give it to me now. We are sitting here trying to be as patient as we can, waiting for this season to kick off. Listeners, if you like other sports, follow those sports too. Focus at work. Find some way to distract yourself. Because if you sit there watching the clock, it goes really slow. But if you can find other ways to distract yourself, time flies by. And we're getting to that moment where it's crazy because you think back three months seems long ago, but it doesn't really seem that long ago. And now here we are. Like, we're so close. Let's just get there, man. You know, I'm curious, Jay. How do you pass your time? Uh, I, I, I work. I rear a child. And then I watch a lot of soccer and beat you at FIFA. Ooh. shots fired ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us but it's about time for jay and i to get on the sticks downstairs and whip out <laughs> FIFA. gotta reclaim the throne on the top of the mountain right there but everybody thank you thank you thank you for joining us this is the inner miami podcast 
We will catch you next week. It is my birthday on this Friday, so myself will be in Colorado for some some skiing trip, Jay. Some skiing. Well, while you're having fun doing that, Max Ramos and I did a little season schedule review, which we'll be dropping as a little early kind of bonus. Probably around Thursday is what we're thinking. Uh, but we really do appreciate everyone listening. Hope you guys have been enjoying the interviews. Uh, per usual, follow us on IG or Facebook at Inner Miami Podcast. Email us at jandalex at intermiamipodcast.com. And again, we will continue to voice our, use, our, our listener questions that are sent in to us via email or Instagram or Facebook. So continue to reach out to us. Again, Jay and myself are always active around the communities as well as responsive to any types of inquiries that you guys may have. So go ahead and do so. And that being said, don't forget about the website, the website, miamipodcast.com. It is up. It is live. The episodes are there. Check it out. (sighs) I'm dancing right now, Jay. I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. We're going to get off the mic. Everybody have a fantastic week. We will talk to you soon. This is Alex. I'm Jay. We're signing off. Vamos Miami. We'll see you next week, everyone.